Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute who knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great mind. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Welcome back to Spelt Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. With me, as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian Abdulaziz. Hello, everyone. Playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Hello, guys. And playing Shethane, the elven ranger, Mark Robertson. Hello. When last we left our heroes upon the back of the gigantic fish horse, which now houses the spirit of the wizard Perel. So you are standing in the middle of an opening of the enormous hive of the spirit wasp. It is probably 40 or 50 feet on a side, and it's all lumpy and misshapen like a wasp nest is, but it is enormo yo is big old hive and you hear buzzing deep within what do you do yeah should we like execute the plan now sure oh yeah you guys have okay. a plan yeah we yeah. do what is your plan you have the wapple right right you tied it to my uh oh amulet yeah. amulet yeah so we okay. have the wapple tied to the amulet we know wasp is very aggressive okay and we know he likes sweet things so Someone stab the wapple so the sweet, sweet juice comes out, and then let me go, and then I'll start taunting it. Okay. But don't we have to put we some- We have to put the, sh- the, the stu- stuff in it first. Right. Oh, right, the yeah. The golden root, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm going to unwrap that, um, the golden root. Mm-hmm. Uh, Attempted golden yeah, root. Yeah, who knows what it is. It's a mystery. Um, and I'm going to cut open the wapple and stuff it inside, and then I just, I, I kiss it, and I say, <laughs> please- do the job. <laughs> we'll have to toe tuck out into yeah. the open space, or throw him like a like a lawn dart. Or something. Oh, we'll throw the the wapple, and you will go with the yeah. wapple. Yeah. And I guess I'm like, wait a minute, you're gonna throw me? Uh. And, <laughs> 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 and it's like it's weird because it. You, you, well, it's weird because you don't feel the momentum. Yeah, like but you are I, just moving. I can see things moving around, so <laughs> yeah. I'm getting really sick. You're getting motion sick, and <laughs> it's just like, hey, do hey, Perel. Hmm. Could you turn not into a horse? Oh, now? oh, yeah. So, yes, of course. Can you of get course. A, l- a little smaller? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm still getting used to this. And uh, yeah, he's grunting a little bit, and he, he, Perel's fishy legs start to shrink, and his body starts to narrow because he was quite wide as well. He's like, uh, so he starts to shrink down, and yeah, he gets small enough that the two of you slide off and are just standing. And he is looking around, trying to figure out what the best form for him would be. And he makes himself a pretty humanoid, actually. Like, he gives himself some back legs to stand on. And he's still got a little fishy tail. and But now he's got arms and an upright body and a head with a neck that looks around like a person. It's oh. like, ooh, what do you think? That is not that's, a good yeah, look. I think that's of, even creepier. He's kind of posing a little bit. Like, look, horse. I got, I've got hands. I can manipulate things. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. Try, 
I'm far away, I guess. It's like, uh, try, try making yourself like fat. It makes you more likable. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a fair point. Fair point. You look like a Spider-Man and, right and now. He gives himself like a little paunch, like an old man that owns a bookstore. Uh-huh. And he gives himself like a little mustache. Uh-huh. He's just like, okay, what about one of these? Little, this um, is worse than oh. anything I could have ever imagined. We'll work on it. We'll work. We've got other plans, I think. Abs, can he make? I just did the paunch. Yeah. Now we want to see abs. Can we talk though, about this, this later? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you pick abs? That makes you more likable. Can somebody give me a weapon? We don't have any yeah. extra ones. Oh, okay, do fine. We, do we trust this Perel with weapons? No, <laughs> man. Billy shaking his head. Yeah, and he's like. He's like, I thought. That we were making a connection here. Yes, but these are my weapons. Okay, fine. All right, that's they're too small for me, anyways, in my current form. Yeah, because you are fat, and but then I stop and I'm like, <laughs> so uh, Tuck, from your you're kind of trying to hear what's going on. Like, hey, speak up. Hey, what are you guys talking about? But then now? you then you hear. And the so, rest of you here. Are, are we going to hide before we try and get their attention, or are we going to all be there as a team? Uh, and... We should. Uh, we should hide. You guys should hide. Should hide. So we're gonna we're gonna try and scuttle off, but see yeah. where we can hide. If there's a, a part of the hive that looks like it's yeah, more... there's like a little chunk. There's like chunks here and there, yeah. and the function of Shethane's uh, camouflage move and yeah. the function of Billy's cloak means that if you're hiding in a natural place, you can't be found. Okay, I'm, yep, cloak up, and then I slap myself into that mud wall. Do you just go and hide, like, in a kind of outcropping of Yeah, hide? I just uh, get my cloak, whip it around me, yeah. s- stand real still, and then start to uh, apply the move camouflage. Yeah, yeah, great. So y- you, s- you, see, <laughs> you see with the, um, the iridescent nature of the butter moth silk means that it's sort of taking on the color of the things around it almost. So he almost seamlessly blends into the hive. So you guys can peek out a little bit and see what Tuck is up to. And Perel's like, um, um, um. Get really small. You can come in my cloak. I'm a fish. I'm a fish person. Uh, And he's just, and he uh, gets down to a little, um, he's even smaller than you, Billy. He's like, he's like one foot tall. Okay. Well, like, Oh, I don't like this. Well, I don't like it either, but I'm like, now you're cute. This is good. (laughs) Get under our cloak. Yeah. Okay. 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 And he's like, he's hiding under, under the cloak with Billy tuck from where you're hanging in the air attached to this wapple. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've taken the string that Mm -hmm. I was holding onto and I, uh, wrap it around my foot. Okay. My foot. Yeah. So I'm standing upright instead of some weird sideways position. Yeah. 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 So you're just kind of standing, but you're still like two or three feet, like a foot off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And, uh, you hear, and it's almost like the buzzing of the, of the hive hits some sort of weird resonant frequency. Mm. So all of the hive, all of the walls, even the, like the ground feels like it's all, you see like a little wasp come out of the hive. How big? Uh, maybe like inch and a half. Oh, okay. And then you see more. Oh. And more. Oh, and shit. more and more until wasps are like pouring out of every conceivable opening in this hive. Whoa. Billy and Shethane, you were wise enough to know like I'm not going to camouflage myself on an opening or near an opening. So you're close enough, but you can see wasps flying around you. And over you until, and they all start to coalesce in this huge swarm. 
and they rise up in front of you. It's like, what are you doing here? Oh, um, I just wandered into this clearing to enjoy this sweet and succulent wapple. The swarm is sort of moving interestedly around the wapple. So they, that's what that you, you get the idea. That's why they haven't attacked like instantly because uh-huh. they're like, "What's going on here?" I was like, but uh, I, the I, hive is like, "You are an intruder." It was like, "No, I'm not. I'm just a guy with a wapple, but you're not allowed to have any." <laughs> and uh, it, I'm treating it kind of like a child. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the 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 swarm. This is my wapple. The swarm buzzes very loudly, like, and then they just start swooping and they're trying to sting you but they're, they're going through right me? through you yeah. yeah they're like and that's making them angry yeah but now it's, it's giving just... me a huge headache because there's a bunch of things inside of me yeah <laughs> and they're loud they're buzzing really loud yeah and this sucks all around you it's yeah. like being in a wasp storm yeah it's like having a wasp storm inside of you wasp storm yeah, yeah exactly there's a band in mccall named wasp storm <laughs> there are wasps in uh in mccall uh no, there's just a band called Wasp Storm. They're not from McCall. Yeah. <laughs> they just they live there now. Mm. That's where the music scene is. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I'm just saying this out loud to the wasps. <laughs> yeah, I was like, not... you know what you guys remind me of is this yeah. band called Wasp Storm. Uh-huh. And they're good. I like them. They're what made me like music. And the first time I ever played music yeah, they're not was listening. at a talent show. Uh, <laughs> they're not listening at all. And I just telling them, and it's not bad. I got third place. They're just Trying to sting you, eating the wapple. Uh-huh. Uh, so this would be a good time for Billy to roll whether or not your golden root worked. So what do we think this is? A, a wisdom, I guess? Because wisdom's sort of like instinctual, intuitive stuff. Mm-hmm. 2d6 plus wisdom for defy danger. Oh, God. Five. Five. Yeah. Can can I aid? Although, no, well, I didn't help. Six. Can I also aid? You can't aid more than once. Okay. You just get a plus oh, one. Oh, dear. So it doesn't work. It does not work. So they're eating the wapple. Like, and uh, they get it down to like kind of a core, like it's not fully done, but mm-hmm. they start whipping around the wapple core and picks it up and starts tugging it into the hive. Oh, okay. And the amulet that Tuck is attached to is attached to the wapple, mm-hmm. and they start dragging Tuck into the hive. Oh, uh, perfect. Okay. Uh, guys, help me. I. This is a long shot, literally. I'm going to try and. Uh uncamouflage myself mm-hmm. and then fire an arrow and try and cut through the amulet uh, chain or Ooh. rope or whatever it is. No, tr- no, 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 no. Don't do that. And let them take so that we can have you not be in the hive so we don't have to go in and rescue you out of the hive and Fine. die. <laughs> You're not like full of helium. You're not going to float up into the I air. I know, but I don't want to lose my amulet. No, he's trying to cut the string. Yeah, so then I would lose the amulet. Mm-hmm. No, because the string is attached to the wapple, which attaches the oh, amulet to the wapple. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Two d six plus dexterity. Ten. Sick. So you just pop out of your uh, your little camouflage spot. Yeah. Flick my cloak around just enough to, uh, to gracefully grab a <laughs> arrow from my quiver. Pull yeah. up my bow. Give it a little snap so it's all in one piece. Pull the string. Your bow collapses. Of course. That's awesome. Um. Back, up, windage, compensate, tongue out of the corner of my mouth a little bit. I am very close to being pulled Squint into this. Squint and <laughs> creep. <laughs> it makes a pop, you know, like arrows. Uh, when you're good. Yeah, so it, it soars through the air, through the wasps, 
like you don't even hit any of the wasps no. and just and they pull the wapple into the hive but you stop moving altogether Tuck. okay except your your amulet's kind of like ding, 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 on your on your foot yeah yeah I, I take it i put it back on my neck yeah and you you're totally immobile while you're doing this yeah. like you're not moving at all and the wasps are pulling it back in but it is a huge swarm so and they do know now that uh Shethane and tuck are both there and they see you Shethane, and they start swarming towards you what do you do and I, I'll just look over at Tuck, and I'll be like, you're welcome. Uh, and I do the, uh, what are you waiting for move. Oh, you see sh- you see them swarming at Chathane, and yeah. then you start yelling at them? Yeah. Okay, all right, so 2d6 plus constitution. Ugh. Failed hard. So mark a point of experience, so what happens? I guess I make them uh, so annoyed that they all go away. <laughs> I'm like... Ugh, look at me. I'm a fucking wasp. And I love sweet stuff because I'm such a stupid piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm a wasp and I love sweet. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Okay. I'm a wasp. <laughs> okay. uh, waspy boys. All right. They okay. love sweet. <laughs> yeah, you made, you made your point. <laughs> uh so but what is so how does that translate into a failure because it's a hard fail yeah i think that you that tuck is making so much noise like you're just screaming and trying to be really derisive towards these wasps they're not really taking the bait on that but um yeah the swarm does just zip right at shathane and i think that they have been whipped up into such an anger by tuck making such a fuss that they just they do go harder at Shethane. So we're just gonna we're just gonna call it they're gonna try and sting you. They're gonna sting the hell out of you. So go ahead and roll a a D eight. Two. Okay. So uh yeah, so they're they're crawling all over you, stinging, but they're catching your armor most of the time. Like they, they weren't expecting you to have this protective layer, so you only take one point of damage from all their right. stinging. Uh, so Billy, you see this, you see Shethane getting swarmed and stung and he's batting at the swarm and Tuck is yelling insults at wasps that they don't get, but you and Perel are hiding underneath your cloak. What do you do? Perel, I think it's time that I whip this out my hands. The (laughs) the magic. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I think it's time that I whip this out. My hands. <laughs> so funny. Guess what I'm gonna do now? Magic. I wanna do my spells. Okay. Um. Well. Teach per- me fast. Perel's like, oh, I don't know if we we're not we're not ready for like a codified well, spell. Can you just do it through me or I can't do, do it do yourself? Anything. I can't do magic in this form. Fine. You can do this. Okay. All right. Okay. What are you, what are we gonna try and do? Okay. Uh, I gotta shield my pals, and then I gotta. Just blast them away. That's some pretty heavy stuff. Okay. Uh, Magic-wise, you were only able to cast that one spell well because you were in the pool, which was a source of magic. So Perel is basically saying, you're not going to be able to do that much, but you just need to reach in okay. to yourself All right, man. and release whatever energy you feel in there and just visualize what you want to happen. It might not be much, but it might be what we need. So 2d6 plus your charisma for this. Ooh. Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what does Billy do? Okay. So he throw he whips the cloak off because he needs <laughs> hi-ya. Hi-ya. and then he <laughs> wow. blasts his hands out and they start warming up really hot mm-hmm. and glowing like cool colors. Mm-hmm. And then a she 
a shield starts to um build up from the ground to to cover like to pull Tuck and um Shethane oh, back. Oh no, that's a lot. You get one well cuz this is a 7 to 9, oh, so you're not going to get exactly what you want and it's also not going to be much cuz Billy's not practiced, he's not he hasn't trained. Yeah, okay. below, I'm safe. Okay, fine. Uh okay, so the shield comes up from the ground, but it is mostly just around me. Mm-hmm. So I have to like run over to Shethane. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got this like uh sh- like what color is? There's like a little shimmering in the air. It's like pink and unicorn colors <laughs> and unicorn colors unicorn is a color in yeah. this world <laughs> uh yeah so billy's covered in this like or he's got this shimmering little pink and lightly colored sparkly field in the air in front of him yeah and he is pushing through the swarm like get out of here and it's not it's not holding up super well okay. but it's enough that you're not getting stung uh-huh. and you see what looks like a fairly safe opening just to the side of where Shethane is. Okay, let's get in there. And you're able to tug Shethane. Shethane, you're being stung a little bit. Yeah. But it's not too bad. Billy yanks you into this uh, little opening mm-hmm. and Perel in his tiny form patters along on the ground through you like <laughs> like batting at wasps and stuff like that. And Tuck, you see them run into the an opening near a hive. Okay. And um, they're gone. Ugh. And wow. the some some wasps are still kind of following them, but they're still buzzing around you a lot. Now. Okay. Yeah. And so I want to address the wasps now. Yeah. And I go, hey, have you seen a guy named Ving <laughs> around not, here? Talking is not going to work with these things. Uh, they're okay. not listening. <laughs> I make the noise that you make to attract cats. Yeah, is it, like, have you seen a Ving? Have you seen a Ving? <laughs> they're just like... Hey, hey, have you seen a Ving? Is this working at all? Uh, so you, uh, no, it's not working at all. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Shethane, you're in this tunnel. Shethane, you have to duck a little bit. Well, quite a bit, because you're pretty tall. Yeah. Yeah, and Billy, you're running along. Mm-hmm. And Perel stops and is like, wait, Tacoma's still out there. I know, but I, I don't have enough power to protect all of us out there. And I go, you hear me, <laughs> you hear me far away going, have you seen oh. a bed? Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, uh, Perel is like... Can you do anything, Perel? Can you save him? I'll see what I can do. And he runs off in his little tiny form. And Tuck, you're floating around there. And through the swarm, you see a little tiny fish <laughs> with little <laughs> tiny legs and arms start tr- running out of the hive. <laughs> and you hear... Well, it, like he's fat. He's a little bit fat. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, don't worry, Tacoma, I'm here to save you. <laughs> and just, and his little feet flap along the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not smart enough to change his form into something that's going to potentially well, help Well, no, he, they're ignoring him for the most part. Like, yeah. he's, oh, okay, he's small he's enough like, that they're yeah. not, yeah. So yeah. he's he's being kind of quiet, uh, and he runs up and he grabs your, um, grabs your pendant oh, and starts running away with it. So. Oh, it's, okay. I had put it around my neck. Oh, okay. So he goes and uh, grows just his legs. So he's still small. <laughs> he grows these little legs. So he goes like, Whoop. so he's got really thin, really long legs. Wow. Spirit bodies are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and he grabs your pendant. Thank you. And then he starts running back towards the hole. And, then, and I'm like, you know, you could have just asked me to put it like closer to the ground, right? As we're running. And he's like shrinking his legs as he's running. He's like, we'll figure this out later. And he runs into the hive 
Tuck, you see as Perel is yanking you into this tunnel that the they all go through different holes in the hive mm. and they disappear from where they were. Mm. But you hear the buzzing in the walls of the hive and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. for they, they are leaving you alone right now for some reason. You're not entirely sure why, but you're pretty sure that you don't have that much longer until mm-hmm. they until they come back. But now you're all in this tunnel, Tuck. Your body is floating through different parts of it in mm-hmm. different spots. Like your arm is going through the wall and your leg is going through the floor, but you're able to see everybody. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. The plan did not work at all. No. Well, that was a big waste of time in this tree. This poor guy. <laughs> yeah. The, sorry, man. The you sapling's like, shh. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys named it Gary. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah. So um, Perel says, what now? Ving is supposed to be in here, isn't he? Is the makeup of this hive or the geometry, geography obvious? Like, I have this hunt and track. Uh, oh. Move. So I'm thinking maybe if I could see, we might. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, okay, so go ahead and roll hunt and track. Are you just kind of looking around for any sort of clue? Yeah, so uh, follow a trail of clues left by passing creatures. Okay, yeah, go ahead. 2d6 plus wisdom, I think. Yep. Okay. So 12. On a... 10 plus, you also choose one of, uh, gain a useful bit of information about your quarry. The GM will tell you what or determine what caused the trail to end. You are looking around. This place is like labyrinthine. Like it's, there's holes all over the place and tunnels of different sizes going through. Some are no wider than like a thumb and the others are eight feet across. And you're walking further into the hive. There's not a ton of wasps in this part of the hive. You hear the sound of the buzzing through the hive walls, like they're all going to the same spot, it seems. Uh, You're not entirely sure why. Maybe they are worried about losing something. You come to an area of the tunnel. It's very dark in here. Well, you're an elf, though. Do elves see differently? They they have improved visual perception but not uh, not like seeing in the dark or yeah, seeing in for a red like or low anything. light or something yeah, like for that. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so it's not it's not pitch black cuz there's a lot of holes. Also, I have place. the light crystal. Oh yeah, that's true and Billy has the crystal that glows and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Perel glows a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. So he does glow. And we got a glowing shield around us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually starting to um fizzle out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, you have to do other stuff. Like you can't just sit there and focus on it. If you wanted to sit there and focus, you think you could hold it up for a little bit longer, but like I'm getting tired and also I feel discouraged. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why are you feeling discouraged? Well, cuz I I had big dreams of this shield and it's just this puny little like sheet of mist and I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> Perel puts his hand like on your I don't know, on you somewhere because he's smaller than you at this point. And he said, pick a spot <laughs> <laughs> on your arm. Yep. But like high up. Yep. This, this will come with time, Billy. Your power will grow with time. <laughs> you know, I thought that your shield was really pretty. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I, th- I, I thought it was really cool what you did. And I, you know what? I think one day you're going to be able to make a big one. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so as you're you're walking through these hives, you find a, a juncture between two tunnels and you see uh, disturbance like busted up hive and what looks like footprints, <gasps> humanoid footprints, like they were dragged, oh my God. like not steps, but Someone was dragged through here and was kicking at stuff and busted up some of the hive. Can I discern realities to see if I recognize anything about the footprints or the drag marks or anything? Yeah, go for it. Roll 2d6 plus wisdom. Fail. 
<laughs> God in heaven. <laughs> Have you? Oh, man. And this is why Tacoma levels up so quickly. Because you fail so often. I try a lot of stuff, and apparently I'm not good at rolling things. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so... I got a six. I know. So oh, I'll help. Someone could aid. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. Sure, I know Ving so, real well. What is Billy doing to aid? Well, I will get down low on the ground where I already am, I guess. And then I'm just going to look even more closely at the footprints and smell them. <laughs> okay. Roll 2d6 plus your bond. Okay. Oh. Uh, eight. Okay, great. So with a seven to nine, you get one question from Discern Realities. What happened here recently? What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? What here is not what it appears to be? Um, would what would it be what happened here recently is the best one? Uh, you ask whatever you want, man. I'm just here to smell the mud. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what did happen here recently? You, so you're looking at the size and the shape of the footprints and the, the tracks, and you see that most of it is drag marks, like there was a struggle, but you do see that at some point, somebody just kicked out at the wall mm-hmm. and just planted their foot in it, and uh, conveniently, <laughs> just a really clear footprint. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is the size and shape of Ving's boot print. Oh Holy yeah, these are totally shit. Ving's boots. Somebody stole out. Ving's boots. <laughs> But yeah, so you get the idea. This is this is Ving's. This Ving was dragged through here. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, so you are following this trail of Ving's drag marks down a tunnel that is growing and shrinking in size, the way that an unusually shaped hive would. And you do get to a point where the trail ends, but because it goes straight up, what? There's a tunnel above you, and it's going straight up, mm. and that seems to be where Ving was taken. How floaty are you? Can I do like a spout lore about? No, I already tried this. Well, about... no, I was gonna say like there, like you could try and figure. You just haven't. Uh, like I want to try and figure out how this works. Okay. So I'm gonna roll a spout lore. Okay. To figure out what the deal with ghost root is. Okay. Eight. What plus what? Intelligence for spout lore. Zero. <laughs> Eight. So something interesting, uh-huh. not useful. Ghost root, as we have talked about, is used in rituals for astral projection. You've heard stories that it, it's all about thinking differently about how movement works and about how your presence and your place in the world works. Uh, so how does that help Tacoma? So, I yeah, I guess I remember this. Because uh, there was one album I listened to that was written by an actual ghost. And the whole thing was about how everything is backwards. Yeah. And was, he's just like, I... He's like, I don't drift through the world. The world drifts through me. Mm. Uh, that was one of the songs. Uh, I'm in love with a man named Jared. Is it, what, that's not really relevant. It's just a nice song. It's just a good song. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> okay, great. So, what do, so Tacoma knows that if he wants to move, he has to think about how the world will move around him. Yeah, he suspects it. Tacoma has finally realized that the entire world moves around him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you one more like defy danger to figure out if you can do this. Defy danger what? Wisdom? Wisdom, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 12. There it is. There it is. So after recalling this album written by a ghost, which was called Uh, Ghostly Wailers. Great. 
ghostly whalers is the name of the band yeah the (laughs) the ghostly whaling after after remembering this ghostly whalers album the name of the song or the name of the album is my name is ghost boy (laughs) okay great after remembering the 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 sophomore release of the ghostly whalers my name is ghost boy you remember you you think about how you're supposed to move things around you in relation to that and you do that you feel yourself move semi-freely through the air the only thing is that you are now for all intents and purposes corporeal like you can still move up and down left and right side to side Mm. but you can't go through stuff and you can be hurt now you think okay yeah well i'm just gonna fly to the top of this thing okay oh can i bring billy with me uh oh yeah totally you could yeah oh fun yeah billy get my beard (laughs) okay and also uh i guess perel who's there too i was like yes i am here yeah so we have these i am still small fear not yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he climbs up your leg yeah yeah and he's hanging onto your ankle. And should I bring do, do, like this is going to be if you if you're bringing more people, it's going to get tough. Okay, well I'll, I'm going to leave you down here for now. Do you have like a rope or something? Yeah, I have adventure gear. Give me uh, give me a rope I'd, from there. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. And then I focus, and I'm like, I'm focusing on the world moving on the pipe we're in moving down. It looks like you are rising up. You go whoop, and uh, you get to the T juncture at the top. It goes mm-hmm. to one side and the other side. And it's dark up there, but it's big enough that you can move around. You got a rope at the top. Yeah. And you're just holding on to it. Yeah, I guess I'll just hold on to it. I'm strong enough. Okay. I think I'll have to climb up the rope. I'll do that dope, yeah. like wrap your leg around like you know how to climb a rope. Move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, climb go, roop, roop, roop. yeah. yeah totally. So, yeah, give me you give me a defied injury strength. All right. Ten. Great. Zip, 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 like a pro. And uh, he yanks himself up the rope and you are now all in this little tunnel area and the trail continues i am just experimenting with the floating i'm just like spitting and stuff you're kind of walking it's it's almost like you're walking but you're you know like uh when somebody animates a walk cycle poorly Mm -hmm. it's like that your feet are moving too fast for how fast you're moving (laughs) yeah i I look at billy and i'm like hey check this out and i do a thing where i walk forward but i move back (laughs) like check it out well, it's really throwing me off. Yeah, right? Oh, hey, look. Nice. That's great. Terry, like... look. <laughs> Whoa, man, that's crazy. It's a dance move. I made it up just now. What's it called? It's the Space Man. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. What's yeah. space? That might be too much to get into right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was like, so picture everything that you've ever learned or known. All right. It's the other stuff. We should keep going. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you are moving down this tunnel, and the light is following you, and the buzzing is getting louder, and you get to a chamber of sorts, and you come out pretty high up on the wall of this place, and it's this big cavernous area, and there are entrances to tunnels honeycombing all over the place. There's structures coming up out of the floor, almost like smaller hives. It's just full and wasps are buzzing all over the place, almost in like streams, like rivers of wasps are flowing through the air in different directions. And yeah, cool. What do you do? Uh, Scan the area for Ving. Yeah. Uh, Give me a discern realities. Sure. Uh, Nine. Nine. Okay. So you get one question from the list. Okay. 
What should I be on the lookout for? Well, I guess Ving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be one way to think about it. Bill, you actually have a lot of experience with uh, with bugs and bees and stuff. You guys have experienced a That's lot of true. different kinds of bees. Mm-hmm. And you know that um, there is like a place where they feed things. Like they feed young or they, they store food to be processed into honey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Places that they bring stuff that they enter the hive with. So you'd be looking for something like that. And you see that there are streams of wasps going in one like in directions that seem to be out of the hive, but you see a couple more coming from different parts of the hive, but they're going to the same spot. Let's go there. Yeah. Yeah. So are you trying to creep through? Just trying to rush through. Well, you guys have your camouflage. Yeah, let's camouflage and creep real slow. All of us roll? Uh, Yeah. yeah. Okay. 14. 8. 13. Jeez, Louise. Can I take some of their points? <laughs> <laughs> I did get 14. Yeah, you I can just throw those, in the, throw those in the old pot. So how do you sneak through this place? Um, uh, well, I can fly. So are there many wasps in the top part of this cavern? There are less up there, yeah. Yeah, so maybe I like I go up mm-hmm. and I take Billy and Perel with me. Okay. Uh, and then I kind of tie the rope from before around my waist, and then I tie him to me. <laughs> okay. But face, we're face to face. I'm like, come here, yeah, yeah. and I grab face. him by the lapels, and I pull you close to me, and I by I'm the like, armor lapels. Yeah, I'm like, hold still, and I tie right. this rope around. And I'll uh, I'll uh, pop the cloak and around us as much as I can, and we'll and I'll use what's my partial camouflage mm-hmm. skills, I guess, and we'll just sort of creep along nice, yeah. trying to find pieces that will we'll match up. With and I, my face is pushed up against Shafane's face. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that ghost root makes your breath smell like a badger's bum. No, it's always like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you I are... don't brush my teeth on principle. What, so... Why couldn't you have eaten peppermint root? I... Because it it's fucking it burns <laughs> like it burns You're, on the inside. Of oh your yeah, eyes. well this breath is burning the outside of my eyes. <laughs> do, you, do you have a piece of gum? I just a second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're just doing this while we're sneaking. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Hey, I have a little piece of peppermint root in my. Okay, here, yeah, here you go. Pop it in, and then I stick my tongue out. Ah. Oh my god. Just oh my god. It. I have my eyes closed because of the burning. Ah. I put it on your tongue, ah. and it kind of. Melt like a Listerine strip. Well, it kind of half went through your tongue because your tongue's not totally solid. Uh, so I'm just like, ah, 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 oh, jeez. So you're you're eating this peppermint root, and uh, it smells a lot better. Yeah, yeah, way better. It smells uh, ooh, almost too strongly. Oh, oh no, because no. he did get an eight. Quick, right. no, no, wait, uh. kiss me. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not falling for that again. Hey, kiss me, come on. No. Well, the smell's coming out. If you well, want, it is. Do it. You, you could do it, If you could just keep your mouth closed for thirty seconds. Okay. I don't. I reach over. I reach over. I cover Tuck's mouth with my hands, and I'm. Okay. And I, I, I squeeze them shut. Okay. Um, I, well, it wouldn't and then be... I'm, I'm poking my tongue out in between his fingers. No, stop now. Oh, stop now. my God. <laughs> okay, because if, you, if you're trying to cover his mouth to, get, to make sure that there's not too much smell, that's not going to be a roll because it's not at risk of missing his mouth or something like that. But if you keep messing around, the wasps are going to smell you. Okay. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
Okay, so Billy saved the day as you two were fighting about kissing. Um, two tiny t- hands are on top of my lips. And then, yeah, he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so you're kind of bobbing through the ceiling of this hive now. Can anybody see? Well, I'm like kind of laying on top of uh, Tuck's head, so mm-hmm. I can kind of see, yeah. Okay, and you're, you're kind of poking out of Shithane's cloak. Yeah, yeah, the rest of it are cloaked. Okay, so you guys are kind of bobbing around like a little blimp. <laughs> And talk at a hockey game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're and Billy's sort of like, okay, down, 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 down. Right, stop. Uh-huh. And Tuck's just like <laughs> bobbing along like this gray little cloud. <laughs> and uh, you Be do cool. see, you do see the area that the wasps are going into. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, one of the entrances is quite large. So you think that you'd all be able to squeeze through there. The problem is, is that you're going to be trying to fit through and not alert any of the wasps that you're that that you're there okay so what do you do i was thinking of cause fear again and maybe make them scared of something something that they would want to fight therefore they would go and try and attack that thing and therefore not be around so i don't know exactly how these spells work but we got this rope could we like throw that yeah. rope in the middle and like it's just make an them object. just yeah and they could like maybe think it's a snake or something uh-huh. that they hate yeah so I'll uh, I'll throw the rope away from where we are, somewhere mm-hmm. in this cavern, mm-hmm. like down into the bottom, and then uh, we'll attempt cast uh, cause fear and make them scared of that, so that they'll attack it mm-hmm. and try and defend. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah that's great. good. So two d six plus wisdom to cast a spell. Five and wisdom seven. Oh, whoa, oof. nice, oh. just barely. So with cast a spell on a seven to nine. Uh, you choose one. You draw unwelcome attention to yourself or put yourself in a spot. The GM will tell you how. You are casting distances you from your deity. You take minus one ongoing to cast a spell until the next time you commune. After you cast it, the spell is revoked. You cannot cast it again until you commune. I think the last option? It, uh, it is revoked. You can't cast it again. Until I commune with my deity if we yeah. ever, ever get a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been pretty go, go, go in the spirit world. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do? You make the rope look like anything? I'll make it look like uh like a snake or something yeah. that's invading the hive that totally. they will all want to go and attack and, yeah. and defend against. That's great. So you see that the spirit energies like whip up around the rope and turn it into uh, the appearance of a snake, and it starts just like it's spitting, and the wasps just go nuts. They are swarming everywhere. Then there's a huge swarm. The swarm that you met outside, basically, mm. is now buzzing around and trying to sting this rope. And it looks like it's clear. So I float us in. <laughs> yeah, so Blimp Tacoma floats through there's the a, hole. There's a message scrolling across. It says, bye, Nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Darlene, I love you. Will you marry me? <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> and uh, Bob, Bob, Bob float through. And uh, it gets darker in here. But there's like little beams of light coming through the ceiling where you get the idea there's like, like that's the top of this chamber is just open air. There's a lot of stuff in here that is weird. There is piles of old food. There's fruit and there's meat and there's bodies. And uh, you see, you even see like the bodies of what look like spirits. Like there's like a boar that's bigger than any boar you've ever seen. And it's just half eaten, basically, uh, in one side and kind of papered over Mm. in a weird way. A lot of the stuff has been, like, subsumed, consumed by the walls of the hive. You see what look like um, scattered all over the place, like, objects, Mm. like, from the material plane. Mm. There's weapons, like, swords and shields Mm -hmm. and uh, 
there's even some bones Mm. like human humanoid bones whoa you uh hear a buzzing further into this chamber Mm. like some wasps might have stuck around Mm. and uh you're floating through this weird storeroom slash graveyard you pass a pile of stacked objects like they took all of the things from the people that they brought in here and they stacked them up over here Mm -hmm. and they stacked up a bunch of bones over here and everything's sort of papered over in this weird way and you come over this hill where it starts to get lighter and lighter as the beams of light cross through and against the far wall you see a swarm of wasps buzzing around in this angry cloud and they seem very excited about something and as they get excited, they're shrinking and growing and they're changing size of the swarm and bits are opening and closing. And then they spread out a little bit more. It's almost like each individual wasp is appreciating their handiwork. And on the far wall of the chamber, papered over in the dirty brown material of the hive, you see Ving. And that's where we're going to end it for this week. My name is Sean O'Hara. I've been your game master. With me, as always, Playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long, everybody. Playing Fat Billy, the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Bye. Playing Shethane, the Elven Ranger, Mark Robertson. Bye-bye. Thanks to Aaron Reed for our awesome intro and outro music. Thank you to Mark, MP, Will, and Carter for tolerating us playing in their basement yet again. And thank you to you for listening. We'll see you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For time's abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you without a resolution Return next week to hear some more Whilst you commute or do your chores and free